Hey everybody, welcome to another segment of Tony's show. And tonight, tonight, this is going to be radical. And just to let you guys know, there will be a live stream on Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern. I will post that in the email as well. So if you are hearing the show uh, and you don't get the email, for some reason, some of you are just not getting the email. I have no idea why. So if you're not getting the... Um, if you're not getting the notice in the email, uh, send me your email address so I can put you on the list. And I don't know why you're not getting them. Um, and if you have a comment to make on the live stream or whatever, you have to send that to my email. Independs at yahoo.com. Because if you send it to the Podbeam, I can't get them because I don't have a cell phone. And because I don't have a cell phone, I'm not able to access these comments that you guys put out there. So... If you have an issue going on or you're not sure about or you want to ask a question, send it to the email. All right. Tonight, ho, ho, ho. I'm not sure where to begin. <laughs> I think tonight's going to be a humdinger ringer tonight. I'm going to play, I'm going to play the Italian prime minister in Italy because what has happened is what's been transpiring in Italy and they're tired of it. Is all these uh, illegals that are coming in are coming in and they're uh, porting them in Italy, and Italy has no money to take care of these refugees or whatever you want to call them. Um, so, and France has been wanting them to take take all the um, the imports. So the Italian Prime Minister got a little bit pissed off because. France has printed money for the 12 or 14 colonies that they control and the African colonies are required to give France 50%, 50% of their gross national product goes into the France, France's uh, uh, banks, coffers, whatever you want to call it. So she got tired of this shit. So what happened was they brought a boat in from Africa. So she's didn't allow them to harbor in. They took the boat over to France and France got mad. So she had a little speech. And in this speech she's showing how that the French government was violating these people by subjecting them or subjugating them to give 50% of their gross national product to them, keep them in a constant state of poverty. So she was showing you the money and she was showing you the whole gambit. And at the end, she says, the, the problem here is not about these refugees coming to our shoreline. The problem is that they are in, they're, they're being subjugated to such a degree that they should be able to live off their own resources rather than to be enslaved. So the, the key issue here is about setting them free. France will never do that. France will never do that. I mean, that would take a civil war. Same in Canada. We've got the same apathetic uh, thing here, and the, the people of Africa have been conditioned for so long, I don't think they know how to fight. But anyway, I'm going to play this because I thought, I thought it was, now, it's an Italian. I don't speak Italian, so I will, um, I will, um, <laughs> I will, uh, what am I going to do? I'm going to, um, there it is. I'm going to stop it and read the, what she's saying. Now, my buddy thinks she's, I think, well, he, anyway, he thinks she might be a guy. I think she might be an intersex. I'm, I'm actually leaning more toward now intersex because, like I said, with all the genetics and everything that we've been, been induced with over five freaking decades of this shit, that it has created a genetic anomaly among mankind and it has screwed them up. They've been trying to create hermaphrodites. And now they think they've, they've gotten to a point where they're almost there. So I don't know if she's a he or a she. But whatever. I liked the attitude. <laughs> okay, I'm going to play this. And I'll, and I'll pause it every time she says something. Here we go. Okay, this is called the CFA Frank. It is the colonial currency that France prints for 14 African nations. Oop. Hope you guys can get it. Maybe you didn't get that. Crap. Let me try that again. Okay, I forgot. I have to um, put it by the mic. Hold on a second. All right, let's try that again. Start it over. Here we go. 
questo si chiama Franco CFA. Okay. This is this is called a CFA Frank. Here we go. È la moneta coloniale che la Francia stampa per 14 nazioni africane. Applica il signoraggio e in forza delle quali sfrutta le risorse di questa nazione. Questo. Okay. So she shows a picture. This is a child who works in a gold mine in Burkina Faso. Here we go. Questo. Questo è un bambino che lavora in una miniera d'oro in Burkina Faso. Il Burkina. Burkina Faso is one of the poorest nations in the world. Burkina Faso è una delle nazioni più povere del mondo. Per il Burkina Faso. France prints colonial money for Burkina Faso, which which has gold. Faso che ha l'oro, la Francia stampa moneta coloniale. In cambio pretende. In return, they demand that 50% of everything that Burkina Faso exports end up in the coffers of the French Treasury. And che finiscano nelle casse del tesoro francese il 50% di tutto quello che il Burkina Faso esporta. Okay. That gold that this child goes down to tunnel to extract. che questo bambino si infila in un cunicolo per tirare fuori finisce ends up in the coffers of the French state finisce per lo più nelle casse dello Stato francese allora la so the solution is not to take the Africans and bring them to Europe la soluzione non è prendere gli africani e spostarli in Europa la soluzione The solution is to free Africa from certain Europeans who exploit it. <laughs> And allow these people to live off what they have. She's got fire, man, I got to tell you. <laughs> Maybe she is intersex, who knows? You know, top part woman, bottom part guy, who knows? But anyway, she, uh... <laughs> you can hear the thing yourself. I just wanted to play it because I wanted to impress upon you that a lot of bullshit that's happening. Now, we got to remember, this: the world is a stage. All the world is a stage, and we are the entertainment. So I'm not sure what's going on there exactly. I don't think Africa will ever get its freedom completely. Because what will happen is they'll transition them, those 14 colonies of France, into the WEF. And then, they, then the raping will really begin. Then they will basically have nothing You know, you see these, these TV shows for the last 50 years. You see this little child. He's a you know, little colored kid. He's in Africa. And he's got this distended stomach. And he's got these big brown eyes and his short hair. And he's starving to death. And flies are all around him. That'll be Africa completely. That's also going to be Canada completely. I'm going to get, going to, get to Canada in a little bit. I, you know, I'm going to give you a break here in between. But, yeah, no, Canada, there's a... Serena Freedom Bear, and she gets into it with this whole bullshit. And you know what? Everything that I've been telling you, what they've done to the natives in the past, whether it be in the United States or Canada, it won't matter. All the bullshit that the natives had to endure, all the crippling that they've done to the natives, wait till you read about the food. She's going to talk about that. And this is exactly what they're doing right now in North America. I was reading today that Biden, uh, that the uh, agenda hasn't gone away. That they're talking about renewing the restrictions of, 
vaccines you in order to have a, in order to come into the United States until 2023 or what is it I think it was 2023 um, or maybe it was some other date give me a second I may have got I may have that wrong but they were talking about uh, uh, re um, reinstituting the um, the uh, the uh, procedures they have right now uh, in regarding to um, Lockdown policies are alive and well in the globalist assault play playbook. And when you read this shit, okay, when you actually read this shit, let's see here, let me find it. Um, okay. Uh, had it here. Here we go. Yeah, okay. Meanwhile, a few points to consider. The U.S. government, through the Transportation Safety Administration, has signed yet another extending the ban on unvaccinated international visitors until January 8, 2023. This means that no person who has managed to refuse the shot is allowed to come to the U.S. for any reason. This is 30% of the world's population banned even to enter the U.S. on their own dime. Something like this would have to have been inconceivably illiberal three years ago but, but and been a source of enormous controversy and outrage. Today, the extension hardly made the news. Then there was another thing here. i got to see if I can find it real quick. Um, that they are now having plans put in place. Here we go. More than that, the Biden administration and all that it represents, including the World Economic Forum, the World Health Organization, and everything else called the establishment, has its own pandemic plans in place. The idea is not to dial back the mandates or cool them down. I, that's, that's, all they've done is basically have been running on idle right now. Even our premier here in, in Ontario, he's now hinting at bringing back all the bullshit, you know, I hope we have a revolution here. I really do if that happens. But anyway, he says the idea is not to dial back the mandates or cool it, cool, it, cool it on them. It's the reverse. Centralize all pandemic planning to make South Dakota, Georgia, and Florida experience impossible the next time. In other words, there ain't going to be anybody there to give you a haven. They're going to shut down South Dakota, Georgia, Florida, and Texas. Okay, that's what they're talking. So, you know, they're not they're not going to go easy. They're not going to go well. I was watching something in Australia where the police pulled over this guy. He was um, something Cossack, Australian Cossack. Anyway, uh, they pulled him over with his wife on some bogus bullshit. A spot check, basically. I'm looking at this. I'm thinking, this is Australia. You gotta be kidding me. You know, we used to we used to give shit about Russia and the communist system and how you know they're so undemocratic and on this and you know they're just you know. Here, here's a country supposedly advocating democracy and freedom. By the way, there's no democratic country in the world. Anybody thinks that there's a democracy existing today, whatever you're smoking or drinking, you need to share that with me. All these countries have been perpetrating that they're democratic. What a load of bullshit. They've been nothing but fascist governments ever since the word get-go. The word democracy means slavery. I was actually listening to another thing um, where uh, democracy centralizes everybody and takes away their freedom. And um, a republic, a republic, I forget the terminology, guarantees the rights of individual freedom. The United States has lost itself being a republic, same with Canada. So we're not free, we're being regulated to death one way or the other. And they are going to use food and, and your economics to do this. They are going to control you one way or another if we continue to allow these bastards to keep doing what they're doing. I wanted to present that um, to you. So I'm going to hit certain different things here with uh, Serena Freedom Bear. Uh, the link will be there as well. And I want you to pay attention because... If they F the natives sideways, seven ways to Sunday, they're going to do it to you. 
They've already started doing it to you. You know, they 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 not only engaged you in foreplay, but then they also they also jammed it. And now you're going to hear about the food sovereignty, and I'm going to talk about other things that they got going on, and everything about this undrip that the WEF is putting in here. If Canada doesn't open its eyes and quit sticking its head in the sand or up its arse or whatever you want to call it. We are going to, this country will be done, not gone, done. Done. This applies to America, South Africa, Australia, New Zealand, and any other, and the Caribbean, and any other country that had been under the Commonwealth. Done. Not gone, done. Okay, because if they take away your food, and you're going to hear it from her, Okay, you, you have no choice but to surrender to them or you'll starve. Okay, here you go. I'm going to play this. Give me one second. Okay. Amount of food sovereignty. How do you buy your food if you can't even go into the store without these apps? When we talk about ArriveCan and being able to come back into Canada and how this is a perversion and, and this is invasive, right? And, and But yet to be able to even buy food. And then the carbon calculators and, and all of these different things under donut economics. This is where it's coming in under. <laughs> okay, where are we running away to? <laughs> well, that's one of the other initiatives, if I may, that I'm working on, is I actually also f support uh, farmers across this country um, under food initiatives and I, I call them I've dubbed them safe zones and what this is is this is farmers who are willing to open their land up to others who would like to work towards food sovereignty coming together as community grassroots movement and building the infrastructure from greenhouses to hydroponics to irrigation to multiple small tiny dwellings so that people can work together to have their food sovereignty because we know if you cannot eat, you cannot live. When I say self-preservation, I'm talking about sustaining life, the basic rights that we have to be able to sustain our own life by having our food sovereignty in our own hands. And so, yes, you talk about things like we saw the overreach. Look at you, for example, with your amazing story. Thank you, by the way. I was so proud of you. I followed that. I cried when that took place. So thank you for what you did in speaking out and having that courage. But look at that. Now imagine if we had the digital IDs and, and somebody went against the script that they are being given by the government and the media. And would they be able to purchase food when you're on a digital ID? You mm -hmm. lost your job. You could have lost your home. Like, I don't know your story and I, I don't need to know it to that degree. But when we see the, the potential of how serious and dangerous this is, people are not awake to it. Well, then the whole, another whole subject of the social credit score system that's attached to the digital ID. Yes. yes. And uh, I forget what it's called, but I was reading something about uh, they unroll some sort of universal basic income where everyone gets a certain amount of money at the beginning of the month. And it's, it's blockchain, some kind of crypto coin, which we know they're making. And, uh, you know, if you don't spend it by the end of the month, Whatever's left over just disappears and resets on the first of the month, something like this. But then you can never save money. You can never get ahead. You can never right. transfer wealth to your kids or you can't, you know, no under the table work. Yeah. It's all digital and all tracked. So it really does get pretty terrifying. But you know what? To leave it on a high note with your initiative that you're talking about with farmland and people coming together, that's what does give me inspiration is that we are a creative bunch of people. You know, we are, we are a creative species. We will find a way around things and there will be probably yeah. two different tiers. It'll be like, Absolutely. hey, the people wanting this and the people who are like, hell no. And we will sort of have a, a parallel economy and it'll be the Cool Kids Club. All right, you heard that. I'm going to talk about, I'm going to click on the Donut Economics. Ho, ho, ho. Do, do not, do not, do not economics. Hold on, here we go. So Donut Economics is named after the shape of the model, and this is very quickly has become the new global standard of, for globalization and the model being used by governments all over the world. So they just had a webinar of the 
of 50 cities across the world. And one of them was Brussels and the other one was Nanaimo here on Vancouver Island. And so when you go and look, the city councils are already actively adopting this and bringing it in. I actually got to stand at the NDP tent for our um, local representative and ask them what their candidate thought of it. And none of the people at, in the tent knew what donut economics was, except one young gentleman who said, oh, I learned about that in school. This is something that they're learning already and have been learning since 2012. It's already in all the schools. It's already being programmed into everybody. And now I want to talk about it. The diagram itself is called donut economics because of the shape of it. The outer ring is called the ecological ceiling. And here is where you see everything from climate change to the environmental crises. You're seeing things like um, the chemical pollution, nitrogen, fresh water, land conservation, and air pollution. Now, that's the way they label it, but I want to come back and point out a few things going on in the world that fall under that. So that's the outer <coughs> ring. That's the ecological ceiling. The inner ring of the donut is called the social foundation. And here you're finding things like housing, equity, anti-racism, um, all of these social programs that are in place. That's where you're finding it on that inner ring, okay? So they're saying that as we move forward and everybody's going rah 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 this sounds amazing yes and you can see there is this push everywhere that it is being adopted currently with our municipalities with our cities and our city councils okay so i encourage everybody who's listening and watching go and check what where your city sit with this go and see what they're talking about with donut economics so now I talked about the ecological ceiling and I talked about the, the inner loop, but in between those two is what is called the sweet spot. And here is where we see our social contracts. And what are social contracts? They're what hold together the fabric of society. These are our laws, these are our regulations, these are our policies, okay? Mm. Now, it is suggested that in order for us to be able to move into this new model of the ecological ceiling and the social foundation that those social contracts need to be rewritten. Do you mind if I jump in a little deeper as to how oh we some of these things? <laughs> I'm loving this. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm drawing it. I'm drawing it as you speak. Okay, this perfect. Is great. So when we talk about that ecological ceiling and we see things like we're hearing like, oh, sustainability and all these things that have been the narrative for quite a few years, right? But when we look at this and we go, okay, so let's look at something like chemical pollution. Well, what are they doing in the Miramichi River when they're putting the poisons in the river? We've all seen these videos of them putting them in there and, and uh, Indigenous man needing to pull the poisons out of there and being arrested for doing that. We've also seen the chemtrails all across the sky. We know they're aerial spraying the forests here in British Columbia and all over. So when we're looking at things like the chemical pollution but we're seeing them do things that are counterproductive and actually hypocritical it doesn't make sense it doesn't align to what they're saying and showing us then we go so further as to talk about the nitrogen well we all know what's going on with our farmers right now and with the fertilizers and with the soils and all of this we also know about the the carbon calculators that are coming in that will be a part of each and every one of our on our credit cards on our debits they are going to have carbon calculators on this and if you want to read about this you can just go straight to the world economic forums website and read right about it because i'm not this is all factual things that i have looked up and are public domain and public knowledge and so yes. when we look at the carbon calculators, what will happen is they are going to be assessing us on our own carbon footprint. And so then what does that mean? That means that when you go to have a transaction and buy something, if the ingredients made to use that product, <laughs> that own carbon footprint exceeds your carbon allowance based on your carbon footprint, transactions will be denied. Oh, Are we yes. hearing this? Are we hearing this? And so we, it'll go even further. So we look at things like the air pollution and the land conservation. Okay, let's talk about land conservation for a moment. Let's talk about what Krista Freeland, who sits on the board of trustees for the World Economic Forum, who is our Canadian finance minister. 
okay? Our previous finance minister, Mark Carney, also sits on the board of trustees for the World Economic Forum, by the way. But I would like to say what she has just been doing. There was a lot of controversy in the media for her being called out in a very aggressive way by a gentleman. But what he was calling out is what is being overlooked. She had, was in Alberta signing over land to the Federal Land Reserve under the guise of protecting the caribou. We are going to see all of this land transferred over under environmental protection. And then we look at the environmental officers who are coming in and we look at the sweeping authority they have. They have the ability without a warrant to go onto the land if the environmental regulations that are also being rewritten and being brought in, if they are in violation of that, they can come on your land without cause, without warrant. They can take pictures, they can stop production, and they can stop operations and shut down equipment. They then are building these facilities, which was leaked, and we all know this is taking place in Manitoba. They have the plans to build these environmental interrogation facilities with interrogation rooms and quiet rooms, and these are massive facilities facilities. So when we look at what is all happening under climate change, this is concerning under that climate change narrative. So yes, they presented in a certain way, but when we look at the policies, regulations, and everything that's being put into place, we have to question what is going on here. So that's the ecological ceiling. Oh my God. I, I'll yeah. give you a chance to speak if you want. I get long-winded oh, no. and passionate. So, so yeah. good. This is better than anything on Netflix. I'm just sitting and I'm watching you. That's <laughs> so good because it's real. And you know what's crazy is that uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, there were some people that were really hip to this, the very, very beginning. And they said, hey, look, listen, it's, it's COVID lockdowns now. And then it's going to be environmental lockdowns. And people are like, what? What are you talking about? But here we are building these facilities. This is so great because people haven't woken up to this yet. Yes, well, it's sort of really. different levels of, of awakeness. So this is really this is really important for people to hear. Okay, I'll just let you keep going. Okay, well, I'm going to jump into the inner ring now. Let's talk about that social foundation. And so what that social foundation is, is this is where we're looking at equity. And I'm going to say something that is super controversial. And I say, please hear me. As an Indigenous woman, I understand what it means from my ancestry with residential schools, which we should all be very well aware of what took place. These were assimilation. That's what they were for assimilation. That's what it was about. It was about dismantling culture, identity, tradition. It was about removing them from the family. We also saw this in World War II Nazi Germany, right, with, with the uh, gymnasiums. So there we go. It's a repeat of that. And then as we continue to look at this, I understand what it means when my ancestors were dismantled. I understand this where we all do now through history. There was um, there is this narrative that is fed to us that we are minorities and that we are broken and that we are weak and that the only way for us to have equal opportunity is if others are dismantled so that we are all on an equal playing field and i'm sorry i cannot subscribe to that and i will say why because i believe in equal opportunity i believe in inclusivity i am as i said i'm an indigenous woman i've i've got a brother who is gay i've got friends who have transitioned i am somebody who comes from a background of colorful diversity and i am inclusive but I do not believe in selling people the narrative that they are victims and that they are that they have they do not have the capabilities to have equal opportunity. I and I have seen and I have lived the damage of being told that I am a victim and how what that perpetuates. So I bring this story up personally because I don't want my words to be misconstrued or my narrative. Okay, and so when we're talking about that social foundation, that inner ring, one of the biggest things that this comes in under is equity. We see it all through our schools. We see it on every poster, everywhere you go. It is about equity. Now, like I said, I, I'm going to give an example here of what these types of programmings look like. I was sitting in on a PAC meeting last week. They're bringing in a pilot program 
through SD79, which is, I believe it's $60 million pilot program for one year uh, around food security. Okay, that's another one that we will, we need to discuss because that's part of this inner ring. So with this food security program, when they wanted to get our feedback in the PAC meeting, and but they they very quickly pigeonholed us that they had three questions and only wanted our feedback on that. And I said, actually, I'd like to hear the criteria to this food initiative that's going to be coming in in the schools. The criteria is that those who will access this are equity deserving groups. Equity deserving groups. Now I remind you an equity deserving group are minorities. So shouldn't all children have access to food security? Who's determining that they are equity deserving? And so this is where I say something that is meant to be inclusive, but yet is exclusive by nature is a red flag to me. And so I called that out. And so this is why I bring this up because this is that inner loop. It is the outer loop is climate change and environment. The inner loop is anti-racism and equity. And these are all amazing and great things to have equal opportunity and anti-racism. I stand for this as an Indigenous woman. I say that again, but I do not stand for the manipulation under these words and how they are contradictive of what they're supposed to stand for and they say they're bringing in. So as I would go forward, I want to bring up then, for example, when we look at things like housing and the social conditions and all of that, because this is the social foundation. But then we look at how in Canada they're talking about bringing in the exemption to the Illicit uh, Substance Act, the Illicit Drug Substance Act. But we look at British Columbia who said, hey, we'll lead that. And they've already approved it that January this coming january of 2023 they've approved the exemption to be able to carry 2.5 grams which is a lethal dose of methamphetamine heroin crack fentanyl these are lethal doses that they are allowing them to to carry as an exemption not legalizing it that's how they get around it it's an exemption so uh, let me ask then what is that going to do to our social foundation what is that going to do to our crime rate when we have food shortages when we have inflation when we have an economic collapse which is what we are all living and seeing right now and if you don't understand what's going on with the food that's a whole other video on talking to the farmers and talking to what's going on and talking to the land that is being transferred over to these um, these federal land reserves, which, by the way, I forgot to mention, I want to jump back to that real quick, that, these, that that land, if a farmer, oil and gas, or ranchers are on the land that has been uh, designated and transferred over to the federal land reserve, if that land is there, the government can deem that, or the environmental officers can deem that as not a fit use for the land and in violation of the environmental regulations, and they can commandeer that land. Let's pay attention to what is happening to our farmers, what is happening to our farmland, not just here in Canada, but all across the world right now. And I have so many people reaching out to me talking about what is going on in Australia, in the Netherlands. This is global, what is taking place. And so I wanna come back to that social foundation. So you look at this, this uh, exemption, you look at then you've got people who are coping in an unhealthy way, not to mention that these are lethal doses. What is that going to do? What is this going to do our crime rate? What is this going to do to our homelessness? Yet this is the ring that is supposed to address that. But when you look at what they're actually bringing in, it's counterproductive. It doesn't actually help the social foundation when you sit there and look at it. It's going to, what this will do is this is going to stress it and this, and then so when you look at what Klaus Schwab wrote about in Back to the Great Reset that I read, he talks about that sweet spot between the two rings, the ecological ceiling and the inner loop of the social foundation, and the sweet spot is between them, okay? That sweet spot is the rewriting of our social contracts. And so what does he refer to? The government's role and authority within our lives that that contract needs to be rewritten the second one that is addressed is our personal rights balanced with our collective responsibilities hmm where have we heard this over the past two and a half years so now we're looking at things like 
oh, this is in the best interest of society and not in the best interest of your personal rights and we need to balance it. Therefore, things like, oh, I don't know, medical tyranny, bodily autonomy, right? Losing your job, being able to provide an income for your family, all of these things that are protected are rights. So when we look at global economics and the donut economics, this is what they are going to bring everything in under and this is what they are currently already bringing everything in under so i my those people who have followed me on the book club they know i have bell ringers i literally have a bell that i ding when i would read the book if we heard anything like um environment or climate change that narrative of the environment i ding the bell because it's conditioned at us over and over it's propaganda at this point the second thing anytime they say that we've got the short end of the stick we are victims we are minorities we are whether it's your tax bracket your skin color your sexual orientation when they are telling you that you got the short end of the stick and that it's it's trying to empower you to be in this victimhood and to be reliant upon their services and when you have reliance you force compliance and so <laughs> okay and everything she's been saying has been going on okay the concept of having a, a monthly income with crypto well in the united states you have something similar already there in regard to uh, welfare stamps, food stamps, shit like that. They have so much going on. But you know what? Even that can be mani manipulated. She made an example. Say you wanted to buy something and your carbon credit wouldn't allow you to get it. But somebody else you know has the ability to buy it. And he needs something or she needs something. You just basically you'd buy what she needed or he needed and he would buy what you needed or she or she would buy what you need. So there's ways around it. But see, this whole thing is about completely deleting any rights or privileges you have. Land ownership, they can come in and take your land for whatever excuse they want to, want to create. Once they put that land under a specific category that's controlled by the government, it doesn't matter what you own. It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter what suburb you're in, what rural area you're in. Having land ownership will mean absolutely nothing. They can come in and take it away as they see fit. Imagine a guy like me coming out here and talking against the government the way I do or against the system. I shouldn't say government. <clears throat> the system, which is the government primarily. But I have an opinion and state that this is not going according to whatever. All of a sudden, my bank account will get shut down. My access to going, going out anywhere will get shut down. I won't be able to even catch a cab. I won't be able to get on a bus unless I have a bike. I may not even be able to drive the vehicle because the vehicles now will all be digitized in such a way that um, you may not even be able to own a vehicle. There'll be all electric cars running all over the place. And the reason why we're, the reason why we're going to be using electric cars primarily, not because of the environment. That's all bullshit. These things actually pollute eight times more than the internal combustion engine. The reason why you're having an electric car is because an electric car is a lot easier to control with Li-Fi and Wi-Fi. So you're driving down the road and the street lights are on. Or, and so now that street light is basically uh, receiving and transferring signals back and forth between the cars from car to car. And so... It, it's a lot easier to because now you've got an onboard computer that uses electricity. So again, um, you uh, and again, you, they may eventually come up with a technology that the lights can keep these cars running and keep them recharging. But these cars are just junk. And if they do get into an accident, you only got like about 10 seconds to get out of that car because once those lithium batteries make contact with the, with the uh, cobalt or the nickel, you're gonna have a you're gonna have an explosion in that car. It's gonna get super hot. It'll get beyond the melting point of steel. So there there's nothing good about them on any level. But this is what they want to bring in because this is easier to control and regulate. You know, so you may not be able to go anywhere. You may not be able to do anything if you don't kiss their ass the way they want you to kiss it. Don't polish it for them before you put your lips to it. They're gonna take away whatever, you know, that is yours. And the indigenous people and the culture, the native culture, will be the first one they're going to get wiped out on this. This undrip is, go, is designed to take the middle class 
and completely destroy it. You're only going to have serfs and lords. That's all you're going to have. That's where this is all going. You won't have any, any rights to speak of. You will have whatever you have based on the, the uh, charitable tendencies of your lords. And if they don't like you because of whatever, for whatever reason, you know, you've got a suntan, you don't have a suntan, you're a male, you're a female, you're, um, you know, you're not an LGBT, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, whatever alphabet in there. You know, you got no shoes, you got really nice shoes, whatever. At their beck and whim. This is where this is going. This is back to the days of Noah, back into those surf days, those slave days. And when she's talking about the victimization, see, Abraham Lincoln did not free the slaves. Anywhere that thinks Abraham uh, Lincoln freed the slaves, he didn't. He, they created this victimization concept way back then. So what happened was he didn't free the slaves. He enslaved the non-Negro. And he broke them all down. So now they're all equal. They're all equally busted. All equally poor. All equally dependent on the government or whatever services that are there. That's what he did. That's a, our system today is based on that whole concept. They tell you, work hard, be diligent. You know, you're going to get ahead, you're going to get ahead. And every time you try to get ahead, every time you take one step, you fall back ten steps. Because that's how it's designed. It's designed so that you can never get ahead. And if you do somehow get ahead, there's a program that kicks in because of the AI network, and it's been here forever. The moment you start getting ahead and you're not supposed to have whatever you got, something will come along to take it away. That's the way it rolls, and that's how it rolls. Alrighty, I'm going to play something else as soon as I can find it. I think that's it. Aha! Everyone keeps talking to me about the Mandela Effect, the Mandela Effect. And I keep telling everybody I don't believe in the Mandela Effect. I don't believe in any of that shit. But I do believe that AI is controlling the planet, has been, is running the planet, and is continuing to evolve and operating on the planet. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to play something for you. This is all done about, uh, uh, again, this is a 6G deal. 6G, not 5G, 6, 6G, 6G, the Internet of Bodies, 6G. Remember that, connect, 6G, Internet of Bodies. Not Internet of Everything, Internet of Bodies. That's a clue. 6G, Internet of Bodies, 6G, Internet of Bodies. Okay, I'm going to play this. Hold on. Hopefully it'll work. Here we go. Um, it's striking, uh, and it's coming, and it's here. Um, and the title of the issue is Living with Artificial Intelligence, uh, and that was chosen judiciously um, and with thought um, because it is reshaping reality, um, and it will continue to. <laughs> you understand what he just said? AI is reshaping reality, and it will continue to do so. I was saying this five years ago. AI is running the show. Okay, and 6G, well, there's, there's a whole section. I, I, I've got a link on this for you to hear, but I wanted you to hear this specifically. So you have no illusions about who's running the show. And everything is being designed so that we fit into the operating system of artificial intelligence. It's the same thing that happened under the days of Nimrod, where everyone was of one mind and one voice. They are all uh, integrated to some kind of either alien intelligence or artificial intelligence of that time. They didn't have to speak. They didn't have to communicate. They knew exactly what to do, what, when to do it, how to do it without being told a word. That's an operating system functioning and controlling. It is about to happen again. They're now talking about 6G and the Internet of Bodies and hacking bodies. The reason why they can do this is for several reasons. One, you've got nano shit in you, and you've had nano shit in you ever since you were born. You were born after the 40s, you started having nano, uh, and it went even back as far back as 1920. 
and they have found nano artifacts dating way back 10,000 years. They found a gold, a gold uh, um, like a band, and they have found nano transformers made out of nano copper, and then there's, there is construct constructs in Europe that was self-assembled. It was, it was self-assembled. In other words, it constructed itself. So there, this has been going on for a long time. And every civilization that's come before us have all came under the same demise. Nano took, took them over and AI took them over. It always seems to have gone, we've gone down the same cycle over and over again. And here we are again not knowing jack shit. And we're not going forward in time. We are going backward in time. You know, when we hear about all these civilizations that came before us, I'm not too sure that's accurate anymore. I think it's the other way around. Where they came, they came first, and we've been declining backwards as we're going back to the days of Noah. That's another theme for another day in, in, in quantum. But when we're looking at all that's happening right now, in all of this, you know, uh, you have to be on our game. I'm going to play a couple, two more things. I think I only have time for two more things. I, do, I think I do. Yeah, I got time. All right, I'm going to play Fire Medic 8. Fire Medic 8 is pretty good at what he does. He does a really good job in demonstrating the dangers of radiation in your homes. He just did a video the other day on the, the remote control of your of your like your television, your stereo. It's unbelievable the amount of radiation that comes from these things. Anyway, he did a good job, and and anyway, he's now going to go into cons consultation. Uh, so if you need any advice or help, or if you need somebody to guide you along, give him a shout. He's very good at what he does. Um, a lot of things I have known about Li-Fi and Wi-Fi, but watching him, I've, he actually has opened my eyes to a whole new level of advancement in Li-Fi. Uh, it's just amazing the shit they're doing, and we're not aware of it. And this would explain why so many of you are being activated with the nanotechnology that's already in your body. And some of the other health issues you're having as a result of radiation. So, okay, I'm going to play this. Give me a second here. Got to get to them. Uh, where are we here? I think we'll just go here. All righty, here we go. Hey, guys. So with this video today, what I'll be doing is launching basically my consultation as it relates to how to make your home biologically safe. I know most people probably think it is and I have quite a few friends that have come to realize that the things they were suffering from could have easily been mitigated years ago. But we don't know what we don't know. And there's so many things in our home today that are causing chaos um, biologically on us. We don't know. You know, we, we just think that all these gadgets that we get, all these things are here to help us and aid us into the future, right? What I will show you is there are a handful of things that we can do to help support our health and our home. And that's what we want to, we want to come home to a clean and safe environment, especially if we're, you know, we have young ones. While they're developing, they don't need to take on these neurological, biological, cellular insults that they're taking, they're already getting that enough if you send them to public schools or schools in general. They're, they're inundated by technology. Everybody in a school carries up to at least one, up to three technologies with them at any given time. Your cell phone, your smartwatch, and then your iPad or laptop. So shoot, it could be up to four technologies. And then, you know, you're looking at an average between 15 to 30 students in a classroom. You know, that's, I mean, you just, just add an average of three technologies times 30 children or 15 children. That's, that's ridiculous. 
that's not even on top of the infrastructure that's also in your classrooms, whether it be an actual Wi-Fi router or a network extender. Either way, it's irrelevant. It's, it's still inundating your children with technologies and wireless uh, frequencies that they don't that are harmful to them, keep them sick, keep them with chronic coughs. And so I'll just kind of give a preview on how I could help you. And one of the first things that most people pretty much deny or think it's irrelevant, that's the uh, your computer. If, if you're operating a laptop or a desktop this day and age through wireless mechanisms, you're doing nothing but hurting yourself and draining yourself. There's a responsible way and there's an irresponsible way. I'm not trying to attack people and calling you, calling you irresponsible or immature or anything like that, but basically at the end of the day, when I mean responsible, it's supporting biological health. If you use these technologies in an irresponsible way, you are basically draining yourself daily, hourly, by the second, depending on how long you stay on these things. And what I'm going to show is here what level of energy you're getting hit with when you're just utilizing the wireless component on your computer. Now what I'll show you is the Bluetooth component to your computer So those two things by themselves are typically operating on your average person's computer or laptop. Most people do not think at all to turn these things off. Again, you have to look at these things as cellular or biological leeches because they're, they're sucking you dry or like vampires, essentially. They're, they're draining your life force out of you every single day. So this is what a properly mitigated home should sound like and look like on an RF meter. And so now I'm going to go from the lower extreme as far as technologies that um, people utilize on a daily basis and now the the far extreme, the most extreme thing that anybody can have in their house is a Wi-Fi router and, and most people do not want to let go of these things. What I'll show you now is that I did a three box experiment with the Wi-Fi router. So what I did was in this experiment obviously I show you how much RF the router is putting off by itself at point-blank range and then from there I put it inside of a 22 gauge aluminum box and then I tested and with each step I'm showing you how it's still able to broadcast its powerful signal through layers of metal so the first one's going to be 22 gauge aluminum box the second one's going to be an 11 gauge armament box an aluminum wire mesh box so it's going to be inside of three boxes and it's still going to be able to broadcast a signal. Another thing that I'm going to show you guys is how to turn wireless off. And if your provider, which these days most providers no longer allow you to turn off your wireless capabilities. It used to be, for the most part, you could actually go up to your Wi-Fi router and actually 
flip a switch. And I can't remember exactly what year most providers stopped doing that. Then they went from being able to use an app to adjust your interface settings or GUI. Then I would probably say two or three years ago, the provider that I use in my area no longer allows you to turn off wireless capabilities at all. You can't even turn off the 5 gigahertz wave or the 2.4 gigahertz. So now you have to go out and buy your own equipment. And you have to find out what equipment your provider allows you to use that's not theirs. Um, what I currently using right now is an Air surfboard. I can go into the interface and I can change whatever I want to change. For instance, for some people who don't want to let go of wireless altogether, at least what you can do in here is you can use one of the waveforms. If you have to use wireless, just leave the 2.4 gigahertz on, but I would also encourage you to put that router inside of a cage to at least scale it back some, because it's still too potent, um, even even with just one waveform working. Obviously, the best thing is to always turn off wireless capabilities on everything you have. Because you don't want something that's constantly emitting. They don't stop affecting you. And most people will argue, well, I don't feel it. You will. It's always, it's pecking away at you. Just think of a woodpecker up on a tree. That's, that's what it's doing to you. And I believe the rulers and controls of this world know that these devices eventually over time will have the desired effect. And that is cancer or some other metabolic disease or some type of neurological disease. We basically live in a soup of radiation at home, at work, while we're driving. And what we can do is we can mitigate the things at home because we want our home to be our safe haven. We want home to be where we can actually rest, relax, and recover. Because if we're not recovering from our daily ventures out into this toxic world, again, the woodpecker effect, we have to be able to come home and recover. And when we're sleeping at night, if we have numerous devices just ticking away at us, you know, it's hard to recover. It's hard to heal. If you wake up and you don't feel well rested, think you got your house mitigated and squared away, but yet you still wake up on a daily basis wrecked and you just don't feel well rested and you definitely haven't recovered from the day before. Just reach out to me and let's just see if we could do a couple of quick fixes in your house that can just change your life forever. Sometimes it really is that easy. <laughs> so who I would like to talk about now are my friends and colleagues. Tony P, Fiona, also known as Fiona for Health, and Giannis. And they all have their own unique way to help you in this messed up, toxic, synthetic suit we live in. So with Tony, he has about 13 years experience in combating this synthetic biology that affects almost all of us. And if you're at that stage now and you have that understanding, reach out to him or reach out to me and he can help you. He can help change your life. So with Fiona, she's unique in a handful of ways. She has a very good understanding on how or disengaging this synthetic biology and she also has suffered and been plagued by many different let's just say unique to female issues and she's overcome them by the understanding on how to defeat the synthetic biology now with Giannis, Giannis is a businessman um, he also makes and sells these devices on how to disengage the synthetic biology he also does consults as well, not only on how to build the devices, he also gives you financial advice as well. Definitely feel free to reach out to me if you want to get in contact with Giannis, if you want to get in contact with Fiona or Tony. 
We're all here to help. In the description box, you'll find all the appropriate links to set up your future consult if you choose to do so. We thank you in advance. Take care and be safe. Hey guys, so with this video... <laughs> there you go. So, this is the intro to Fire Medic 8. Um, you know, uh, we've been collaborating for some time and uh, he's very well versed in this kind of tech so and this is all part and part of the of everything basically you know we're being con we're being uh confronted with so many things today chemtrails from the sky dropping down on us genetics in the field now, which is now being altered again with the nano gen nano genetics if you want to call it frequencies from all these towers li-fi wi-fi um, your appliances at home, your your televisions, your computers, laptops, cell cell phones, and the one thing you would never never think about is your remote control. That is the Trojan horse of the century. I gotta say. Uh, when Fire Medic 8 did that whole thing, that whole dynamic on the remote control. You need to talk to him about that and see the video. I think I put the video on the other, on the other show on the uh, live stream. But I tell you, when I saw it, I just about fell off my chair. They had put the batteries, just put the batteries in the remote and it tapped the meter. Woo, woo, woo kind of thing. Like, holy jumping. Even the uh, Swiss researcher on it, he was surprised at how high the, the meter went. Then he offered a criticism, which I thought, really? You're criticizing? You didn't even know it was that bad? And he, and he basically revealed it. But then what Fire Medic did, he had, a, like I said, an eight-foot measuring tape. <laughs> oh, man. That is, like I said, it is beyond belief lethal. Yet it's sitting on your lap, sitting on your armrest, sitting by, by the table, and this thing is uh, basically when you turn it on, it actually spikes the radiation across the room. You happen to be in the line of fire, you could wind up going sterile, literally. So anyway, um, check them out. You know, you might want to take a you might take a want to take a walk on the wild side. You might be surprised how much stuff you may have at home, assuming that it's harmless, and it really isn't. So again, check them out. I'm always talk I've always been talking about fish oils, and I've been telling you forever that fish oils are toxic. There's no real benefit to them. They're, they're all contaminated. Well, someone tonight sent me an email, uh, and, and again, to share with me that he found information in regarding to fish oils and the, t and the toxicity of fish oils. So, all the fish oils that you're buying today, doesn't matter where you're buying them from, you know, it, the, you have to start real, realizing that the health food industry is a billboard. And in, in code, it's got written in code, sucker, sucker needed. And you have to start realizing that some of the stuff that you're eating that's been perpetrated as healthy, all you're doing is basically saving these corporations and these companies money from having to dispose of these things in a uh, proper waste facility. All that fish oil is rancid or toxic. And so when they, and they try to even to sell you rancid fish oil and call it fermented. <laughs> Couldn't believe it when I heard that. I said, what fermented? Okay, sugar ferments. Oil goes rancid. So anyway, there's a link there tonight for those of you who are, you know, caught up on the malarkey of the health food industry. You got to remember the health food industry, and I've been saying this forever, is not healthy. And a lot of people out there you think are selling you good stuff. Again, it may be doctors that you've been listening to for decades. Again, a lot of them have flipped. A lot of them have um, 
what's the term, have basically sold out. If any doctor is telling you that they can take out these injections that are actually not inje not vaccines but bioweapons, again, that's a sellout. Total sellout. You cannot get this out. It's an it's an operating system that's embedded into the into the DNA. So when you see all this stuff tonight, you know, fire medic, Serena Freedom Bear, the Italian Prime Minister, the fish oil. I even put a book in here on radiation protection. Feel free to download all this information, you know. Um, Fire Medicaid will also be in the uh, top part when, uh, you know, all the people that are doing something. So his, his uh, consultation will be right there, you know, and uh, like everybody else's. So anyway, I think we're pretty much, I think we're at the door. Yeah, we are at the door. Okay. So we're pretty much done with the show, I, and I, thanks for listening. I always say at the end of these shows, you know, read your Gospels, read the Bible for yourself. But if you've never read the Bible, start with the New Testament. Start with what Jesus had to say. It all, it's all hinges on him anyway. So read what he had to say. Read what he did. Read the book of Revelations. Read about the interdimensional war that's coming down. Read the rest of the New Testament about the church and its evolution. These are things that you may want to take a look at because a lot of the things that you'll read in there will pertain to today. And I'd encourage everybody to read those things. And again, do not allow anybody to try to teach you anything until you've read it for yourself. You might be surprised what you may find on your own. On top of the page, as I stated earlier, there are people there that are all trying to help you with uh, your health. Trying to make you aware of what's really going on. So, again, I would encourage you all to check everybody out up there. Uh, he, he's got uh, Yanni's there, uh, Fire Medic 8, Fiona, uh, Sherry, uh, she's up there as well, Fiona, uh, myself. So, feel free to help them out any way you can if you want to contribute to it, what they're doing, or if you need help, give them a shout. You know, and take it from there. Alrighty. As I always say at the end of these shows. We are still here by the grace of God. Remember that. So until the next segment. To your health. Take care. <laughs>